Hey everyone, as Gabby and I do frequently, we will talk about things that we are seeing, reading, engaging with, watching, etc. And today she told me about an article that she read in the Harvard Business Review that was about the five relationships that you need to build a successful career. And in the article, it breaks down these five relationships, which are a mentor, a sponsor, a partner, a competitor, and a mentee. And when I heard her talk through this, I was like, yeah, that makes plenty of sense, right? Being able to have someone who can guide you along the way and show you the right steps on the path that you can trust and believe in and who believes in you and helps you build skills. That's awesome a sponsor, someone to advocate for you, someone to facilitate your needs so that you can do that work, uh, whether it be from a financial or emotional standpoint. A partner, someone who you can collaborate with, who is in a similar position to you, who you can work with and push toward a similar goal. Then a competitor, someone to drive you to your best, someone to push you to improve in order to work against a moving goalpost that leads you to produce your best and to reach beyond what you would if you did not have something else pushing you. And then a mentee to help you solidify your knowledge and to support someone else in building their skills. And in doing that, you get tons of benefits of having someone else on your team who you can work with, who builds key skills and who becomes a strong professional who you can then work with to build something and to create something. And all this just makes plenty of sense. Yet when I hear things like this, I get a bit spooked by headlines, as I've talked about before with ideas of clickbait and things like that. Because I ask myself the question when I hear a headline like that, which is, do you really need all five of those relationships to build a career that is successful? Is it possible to have a really good career in which you succeed without necessarily mentoring another person? Is it possible to succeed and have a great career if you don't have a direct mentor? Is it possible to succeed if you don't necessarily have a equal partner who you're working with all the time? If you don't have a sponsor, someone who is financially supporting you or someone who is advocating for you outside of yourself? If you don't have a competitor, someone who is really pushing up closely against you? Sure, it seems like without all five of these components, it's a little harder, but Does it make it impossible? No. And when you read a headline like that, which says that you need these relationships to build a successful career, well, that's what it implies. All five of those pieces are necessary. And if you do not have them, you will not build a successful career. Sure. Is that what the author means? I don't think so. But that is what the author said. And engaging with that is frequently curious to me as I think that we need to be a little more empirical in our approaches and how we talk about things like this. 
do these headlines and does the simplicity of this information help people to engage and to pick up the ideas and the suggestions that are within each of those relationships? Yeah, for sure. But is this actually the kind of media environment and expectations that we want to create of the audience? Perhaps something that you need that is outside of those relationships is the critical thinking ability to decipher and to get past these more clickbaity understandings. These are complexities. These are pieces of the puzzle that are not easy to unwire inside of our own brains and then to rewire to fix. Thinking in these more easy ways and processing information in these more e- more easy ways like is done in the title of an article like that well yeah it's easier it is quicker it's less hard work but if we were to pause to consider what reality is and what would be a true way of saying this you could easily say that these five relationships make you much more likely to have a successful career. And that's true. That is a true statement. Versus what is said in the article title instead is something that is not true. There is definitely an example of someone out there who has not had one of those relationships who has built a successful career. There are plenty out there. And I think that we need to reckon with those things when we say things like are said in that title. Don't get me wrong. The information in that article, as I covered over the first two minutes of this episode, is really important and really helpful. And being able to pick up those messages and the understanding of the value of those five types of relationships, that can really spur someone to understand what kind of social network that they should build. Yet, Do they have to lie? (laughs) Well, I shouldn't say lie. Do they have to manipulate a sentence in order to pull someone in more rather than saying a true statement like the one that I articulated as an alternative? I think that we can rephrase and rephrase in a better way and rephrase in a way that can actually be productive and true. And the contents of the article can literally be the exact same. It's just the title. How are you pulling people in? Are you pulling people in with a true statement? Or are you pulling people in with a statement that may be a little bombastic, a little over the top, promising more than it actually is? I think that we should have higher expectations of each other when we engage with content. And I think that we shouldn't necessarily default to clickbait. Of course, what is our modern media environment? clickbait. It is getting people to come in on extreme and strong and perhaps over-the-top statements in pretty much everything, everywhere. And I don't blame people because that's the media environment, and if we want people to engage with material, then it seems like we have to go there. But I I don't necessarily think that. I think that clickbait can really help to establish an empire and a network a following, but 
is it needed to maintain it? Is it needed to build? I don't think so. I don't think it's needed to fortify and to sustain a publication or a media outlet. I think that we can do better. And I don't think that we have to say statements that are untrue to pull people in. Because there's plenty of great information out there. And that great information is accurate and helpful. And it can provide great indicators. But it's this question of, is what is being said true? Is it accurate? Or is it over the top? Is it stretching the truth? And if you were to ask a person to say, if you were looking for a friend and someone you really believed in, someone you loved, someone you could go to with whatever it is that you needed, would you want that person to be someone who stretches the truth? Would you want that person to be someone who does not tell it as it is? Who is not sharp with their words? Who is not fully on top of what it is that they're saying and in knowledge of what they're saying? I think that these are important things to reckon with. And it goes right up to a publication like the Harvard Business Review. These are tough questions, and I think that we should grapple with them more. And I hope that this episode serves as two things. First, to understand the value of those relationships. And second, to understand how the way that we pull people to understand the value of those relationships may not have to be through untrue statements or through stretched versions of the truth. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it, and I hope that you enjoyed this. As always, much love, and please take care of yourself. Cheers.